this episode of the Pylon Podcast, we are going to be doing something a little bit differently. We are going to give our college football picks for this weekend. We're each, each picking one game. And then for the NFL, we're going to pick one game's review as well. So, um, like I said before, we live in Ohio, so the Ohio State Buckeyes are kind of the, the talk of the town most of the time. And I would say we have the best Buckeye insider, myself, uh, Clay Hall. Clay is always on the football fever, breaks everything Buckeyes down. So, Clay, what are you looking for this weekend when the Buckeyes play Toledo? Well, the fact that Ohio State's uh, defense is now on a six-quarter streak without a touchdown, I know they'd love to keep that going. And that's the thing where they've made really nice incremental progress, I think. They're giving up field goals, and once you know, that's fine in most games because their team, at least last year, was averaging 44, 45 points a game. We'll see if they can uh, keep that up, at least um, – according to Ryan Day, on two occasions this week, said that Jackson Smith and Jigba, Julian Fleming, and even Cameron Babb, uh, who wears the block O and who has had six ACL surgeries, is uh, available and might even play. And Cameron Babb, this is going to happen hopefully this year. He's never caught a pass in a game because of the injury situation, but because of his incredible perseverance and never say die type attitude he just keeps coming back and goes through these long arduous rehabs and so i'm rooting for cam bab to get a catch we know smith and jigba julian fleming marvin harrison jr and all in all in all we'll have probably a nice day now toledo does have a top five defense well you say okay well who have they played Long Island University and UMass. So uh, this is their first big test. And um, as Ryan Day knows, and he would not, he would not entertain the question today on his uh, final Zoom call. When, how, how badly do you want to get backups in the game? And he said, "Wait a minute. If if that's your thought process, then you're on the wrong team. We want to go out, win the game." We'll worry about that other stuff later. So uh, after what happened last weekend with those three Sunbelt victories, I mean, my goodness, six-ranked Texas A&M goes down to the giant killer Appy State. So Ohio State just coming in, wants to win the game, get to 3-0. and But again, Jim Knowles' defense trying to return that silver bullets mantra, uh, hoping to keep that six-quarter streak without a touchdown. Yeah, I, I'm actually I – w- I want to ask you guys real quick, and Phil, I'll, I'll start with you for this question. Um, after a lot of those 25, uh, top 25 teams lost last week to, to unranked teams, is there, like, any any doubt in your mind that Ohio State might drop this? I feel like they're a little bit different. Uh, well, I don't think they will, but I was worried. I was worried last week with uh, Arkansas State, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw a play story about, you know – their coach, you know, has a history, you know, Butch has a big, has a a, uh, history of success in college football. They had all those transfers coming in. I said, "Uh Oh, this is, this is a brand new team for Arkansas state. Didn't turn out that way, but uh, Toledo's always been good in the Mac and you know, anything can happen. You get a crazy environment at night, you get a few turnovers. Uh, Just ask my Bengals, right? I mean, something (laughs) all of a sudden things start spiraling on you and you know, then so I mean I'm confident but I'm not this isn't a slam dunk okay okay 
and I want to ask you too because you sent me earlier the games you picked. Um, well, good. Yeah, you beat me to the punch on one of the games, the Oklahoma Nebraska game. You beat me to the punch on that one. Well, the reason, and I picked two games. You said pick one, I picked two to be difficult, but I picked two. <laughs> because I'm more interested in watching more of the coaches. Mm -hmm. um, I picked uh, Oklahoma and Nebraska. Obviously, that used to be a huge rivalry. I mean, when I was growing up, the day after Thanksgiving or whatever, they were playing the Big Eight, Big whatever ended up it was. But that was a huge game. It's not the big rivalry now, obviously, and Oklahoma mm -hmm. shouldn't have any problems. But how will Nebraska, how will those players react after Scott Frost got fired? I was mm -hmm. shocked. I mean – I'm not saying that he shouldn't have been fired. I just thought two games in, you know, are you really throwing the towel in on this season? Is, you know, you're going to give them a chance to bring it back? They didn't. Mm -hmm. The other game I'm interested in is Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman. Mm -hmm. You know, they came in and, you know, they almost stole one here in Columbus. And so I think they probably a letdown last week in South Bend. Mm -hmm. But you can't go 0-3 in South Bend without some rumblings happening already. I lived in South Bend for three years. I worked in TV up there. So uh, it's not near as intense as Columbus, Ohio. But they're still not going to be, you know, they have alumni around the country that are going to be say, hey, hold on. I thought we had the right guy here. So I'm interested to see how Notre Dame comes out against California. They're mm -hmm. an 11-point favorite. It's at home. They should be okay. But are the players thinking, oh, boy, what just happened? Marshall came in here. We lost to Ohio State. Are we maybe not that good? So we'll see. I think Marcus can get it turned around. I believe in him as a coach. Uh, so, But those are the two games I'm really focused on outside of Ohio State, just as for, to see how the uh, players react with the coaches. Yeah. So, so my game actually this and, weekend – go ahead, Clay. No, no, you're fine. I was just going to – as Phil knows, I mean, they have to replace their quarterback. Uh, mm -hmm. Tyler Buckner's out for the foreseeable future. So now you're 0-2, <laughs> and, and you've got to play your backup, uh, look like, for the foreseeable future. So, uh, my goodness, it's just uh, when it rains, it pours, I guess. And uh, that's the cliche of the, of the season. But uh, at any rate, uh, nothing's automatic uh, today. Not with the portal, not with uh, everybody right. with 85 scholarships. Yeah, and, and you know, my game that I, I picked for this weekend, I, I kind of want to throw it at you guys because it's not really this game so much I'm interested in. It's actually a couple games down the road. So Auburn and Penn State this weekend, um, that's, the, that's the game I'm really curious to see because I really would love to see Penn State be 5-0, and and I would love to see Michigan be 5-0 and when they meet in a couple mm -hmm. weeks because you kind of wonder, like, what that would do for the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean – I mean, I just like that has so many like implications of what could be for like, you know, the Big Ten championship, the playoffs. I mean, I think that game's going to determine a lot because I believe after Penn State plays Auburn, they have Central Michigan and then I think it's Northwestern after that and then Michigan. So I'm really just interested in what this game could mean down the road. Well, I think it means a lot. Like you were saying, I think uh, as a conference nationally, it means a lot. And I think Penn State – and I haven't seen them play uh, really this year, but I know they think they have a good team and uh, I think they've got a good coach and they, they you know, they, they, they've, they've been right on the cusp you mm -hmm. know, for, for years now, it seems they just can't get over the Ohio state hurdle when they need to. Um, but they beat Auburn last year, but that's obviously happy Valley. It's going to be a different story down there. 
Uh, no, that's a big check mark. I can't wait to watch that game. That's a na- that's a national game, I think, on uh, CBS. I think so. Yeah, should be a good one. Yeah, I Phil, I I wish we Phil, I wish we had more of these because for years and years and years, the the Big Ten would not schedule the SEC uh, because they said they cheated, and so it's so rare in the regular season to see such a juicy matchup even Auburn's down a little bit Mm -hmm. but just for these two leagues to play in the regular season I think it's is huge so uh, I'm with you I think it's a very interesting game and if Penn State can get the the doubleheader sweep there what a feather in their cap Mm -hmm. yeah I I know we we said one game but I'm gonna break my own rule for it for a second kind of like kind of like Phil did um <laughs> Texas A&M in Florida that's the other game too I'm actually really excited for because obviously Texas A&M I mean if they lose this game I mean wh- what is that looking like for the rest of the year for them do you guys think well did you see that uh, I saw Jimbo well, Fisher has now a worse record under over uh 50 games than Kevin <laughs> Sumlin the pre- previous coach by Ooh. one game so <laughs> they're saying, is it time for Jimbo to be, is it time for Jimbo to be on the hot seat? Well, with his contract, obviously he's not going to be on the, uh, on the hot seat just yet. Right. But they're probably not where they should be, mm-hmm. where they thought they would be at this time in the rebuilding process, bringing Jimbo along. So mm-hmm. I think you're right. That's going to be a fantastic, I didn't even know that game was going on this week. That's going to be a fantastic game. It's going to be a good one. Clay, what are you thinking? I was uh, listening yeah, I was listening to a uh, a rivals uh, representative, maybe two four seven, who is situated uh, in in College Station and covers A and M exclusively. And the guy said, for the first time since Jimbo has been here, people are now like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" Oh, it, wow. I mean, <laughs> Appy State plays good football, but. Given the upset over Michigan and how much egg on the face uh, for the Wolverines when that happened. And so when you you lose to App State, you are, yeah, you might as well hide in the alleys. And and I think the Aggies are up in arms, Mm -hmm. given what they're paying Jimbo Fisher. Uh, given the resources, Nick Saban says they've bought the best recruiting class in the country. Uh, you better start getting some return on that investment. Last year, they were four and four in the SEC, losing to Mississippi State and Ole Miss. And I think that started a little bit of the uh, anxiousness or angst for uh, Aggie Nation. So, uh, do you know where that game is being played, Cantley? I think it's. I think Texas A&M's at home. I want to say. Let me see. Yep, well, Texas A&M. at home, and I think it probably is. Yeah. Yep, Texas A&M. They're at home. It's a must win, then. Well, that's a must win. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you guys do you guys believe in Miami? Do you think they're Do you think they're living up to the hype that they're trying to trying to bring back um let me speak on the Miami <laughs> just quickly yeah. because i was just in las vegas uh-huh. i laid a boat load of points and i watched them not cover the spread oh so personally i thought they were going to be a lot better this year mario uh-huh. cristobal i thought oh he's going to get this team rolling rolling quickly 
Um, so that's, I'm just a little bitter about that, but mm. you know, no, I'm not high on them anymore. Yeah. No, I feel <laughs> that. Question. I feel you. And, and Phil, you, uh, you mentioned the Bengals earlier. Yeah, I would go along. Let's see, Clay, what were you saying? I would agree with Phil. Uh, not yet on Miami. Yeah. Not yeah. until they. I say yeah, not yet on Miami. Us. I agree, Phil. Until they, mm -hmm. uh, until they prove it. I, I think Cristobal yeah. is is probably the answer, and mm -hmm. I think over the long term he will get it going. Uh, but you know, these things are not automatic like they used to be. That is true. Mm -hmm. That is true. And, and, and speaking of, of things being automatic, I want to talk about the. Uh, I think I think Phil might have picked it. The Bengals and the Cowboys this weekend. That was that was your game that you picked. Yeah. Well, that wait, was I, my I, I game I picked because I'm a Bengals fan. I should let you and Clay duke this one out because Clay's a Cowboys fan. So I, you guys should duke this one out. <laughs> well, I wish that Dak was going to be playing. Mm -hmm. um, Though they didn't look good when Dak was in on Sunday night, but you know, they're playing Tampa Bay. So who knows? And it's the first game, you know, I'm interested to see this, you know, were the Bengals, did they, are they not, were they feeling themselves too much? Are they reading the, you know, the headlines or mm -hmm. was it just a Joe Burrow's worst game ever as a pro and they still almost won. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, that's what I think it was. I, I don't see Joe going out and throwing five or four interceptions again or whatever he ended up with. And I'll see Evan McPherson missing extra points and, you know, short field goals. So it was a combination of things. I think the Steelers wanted that game a hundred times more than the Bengals did. Every player on Pittsburgh is flying around and I'm sitting there watching, not that the Bengals weren't trying, but it was like, they were a step behind. I'm like, come mm -hmm. on guys, let's go. You know, the Steelers came into that game wanting to prove something, wanting to say, Hey, hold on. Don't put us at the bottom of the AFC North just yet. We're right. going to pump the brakes. This defense is good. We've got a quarterback that can probably be, you know, Trubisky's not horrible. There's a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. Maybe right. he's not in the top 10, but, you know, he's he's serviceable. That you yeah. We've seen people go to the, uh, you know, go to the Super Bowl with average quarterbacks and great defenses. And I think that's what Pittsburgh thinks they have. And I think they're going to be formidable. Um, but I do think the Bengals shot themselves in the foot. We'll see uh, how they react on the road in Jerry World. Oh, yeah. Clay, what game are you picking? Well, let, let me chime in on that because, uh, Phil, you're a you're a big time Bengal fan, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, get ready to celebrate. I think Cincinnati is going to blow Dallas right out of the Lone Star State. I think Dallas is in total disarray. Total disarray. I saw to Demarcus Lawrence, and I was sharing this with Cantley earlier. Uh, he said, uh, and I think he was a little up in arms because the Cowboys aren't making any moves. They think Dak can be back in, in four weeks. First off, Dak played the worst football game I've ever him play college or pro against the Bucks. Demarcus Lawrence says we need to get Garoppolo in here tomorrow. And not only should he be the quarterback for the next four weeks, he should be perhaps the guy who overtakes Dak. And now there are whispers in the locker room. Can Dak Prescott really be the guy? And he went on to say, 
that McCarthy, if he loses eight games, he's out. So I, I think you're seeing almost a mutiny after one game. Uh, and I, I'm even resigned because I am such a DAC fan. I'm the president mm -hmm. of the fan club and went <laughs> to my school. I know what he did for that place and mm -hmm. what he's done for seven really, really, really solid seasons. 37 touchdowns, 10 picks last year. But he was not on his game. And Dallas is not the offensive team they were a year ago. They lost an offensive lineman, I think, in the second or third series. Their starting guard goes out. Their receiving core is not what it was. Uh, losing Amari Cooper was a bigger loss. And I think Burrow is going to pick them apart. Mm. Uh, Cooper Rush is your guy. Cooper Rush. <laughs> Over, I don't know how many odd seasons, he's thrown 50 passes in his career for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, yeah, I, I think it's uh, it may be time to blow up. Uh, yeah, blow this thing up. We'll, we'll see. I mean, it's we're one, we're one game in, but <clears throat> I'm very skeptical, sir. Fun, fun fact for you, real quick, Joe Flacco. Last week, he threw 59 passes in the game. <laughs> in one game in yeah. one game there you go he threw yeah through 59 <laughs> um so for for me the game that i think i'm interested in this week um the saints and the buccaneers because since tom brady's been in tampa the saints have pretty much had their number every season and i mean the saints their defense i feel like they might arguably have the best defense in the league, and I think now you look at their group of receivers, Michael Thomas is out there. He's back to what he was doing a couple of years ago. Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry. Um, I don't think Kamara's playing, but um, I've always been a big fan of Jameis. I don't think Jameis is as bad as everybody says he is. I mean, I know he, like, has his moments, but I think he's still a decent quarterback, too. And I know looking at the injury report, too, um, Tampa, they're a little bit banged up right now. And their offensive line, they're, they're really banged up. And I was actually doing some reading, and – the New Orleans Saints, their defensive line only had one hit on Marcus Mariota last week. So I'm feeling like they're probably going to want to come out and be super aggressive, get back there. And you saw what the Cowboys were doing to Brady last week. I mean, they were kind of having their way with him. Micah Parsons was getting back there. Lawrence was getting back there. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I kind of want to take the Saints in this game. I think you're right. I think they're the bet because, like you said, they're 0-4. Tampa's own four against the Saints since Tom's been there. So, yeah. um, I just love the Saints because they have so many Buckeyes, you know, yeah. they're, so they're kind of my NFC team because uh -huh. there's Buckeyes on that roster. So I enjoy that. Um, but other than that, I don't, you know, it, it'll be, it'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah. But I don't definitely. know too much, you know, more. It, isn't that wild though, that some teams just, for whatever reason, Tom Brady is 7-0 and all time against the Dallas Cowboys, and yet the Saints have his number. Uh, it, it just seemed, uh, with the exception of Micah Parsons and a couple of plays on D, you know, I don't know if Mark, Micah Parsons can keep the Cowboys in it against the Bengals single-handedly. Uh, Zeke would have to have a big-time game. Uh, mm -hmm. But – Cantley, as you say, uh, that's quite a rivalry down south now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I used to cover the Saints when I worked in Jackson, Mississippi for 12 years. And uh, what 
I don't know a more loyal fan base, perhaps the Cleveland Browns, but uh, <laughs> Saints Nation uh, loves their loves their team uh, and playing in the dome, and uh, that's a good game to watch, no doubt about it. Yeah, without a doubt. I just love how we're getting all these division games like right off the rip. I mean, Bengal Steelers last week, uh, Chargers Chiefs tonight, Brown Steelers in a couple weeks on Thursday Night Football. Uh, last week it was the um, – oh, no, Char- Chargers Raiders last week. I mean, there's just so yeah. many good divisional games right off the rip. And, I mean, as bad as the Texans are, Colts Texans last week, I think Colts Jags this week. I mean, it's just – they're all over the place. Football is back. Yay. Football is back, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, and so is our podcast. So, um, like I do, everybody on the podcast usually, can you guys tell people where they can find you on social media? Uh Hold on. Oh, I good. changed my social. <laughs> Phil Kelly TV. Phil Kelly TV. On Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on Instagram, it's Clayton W. Hall. And on uh, Twitter, Clay WSYX6. Thanks for yep. watching. Thank you guys. Definitely appreciate it. We'll be back on the Pylon Podcast.